Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are mixed this morning despite another record-setting performance on Wall Street overnight. Seoul is trading down two-thirds of a percent. Tokyo is flat but also trending downwards. Sydney is bucking the trend. The ASX 200 is up half a percent. Investors have a host of corporate earnings to sort through this morning. Joining me now to help do all that, break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Well, let's get through this Friday before I take a break in the weekend. Oh, how long are you going to be away for? <laughs> well, same as you, two days. So, looking forward to it. Oh, the weekend. <laughs> out over the weekend. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to Lorraine's leave that's happening in a couple of weeks' time already. All right, theme parks, telecoms, hotels, satellites, gambling. We've got it all on Market View this morning. It's corporate earnings season and business writers have their hands full in Singapore with more than a dozen locally listed companies reporting numbers, not to mention a couple of big names overseas. Now, most of the firms on our list, not all, uh, most are reporting a sharp turnaround from a year ago. Now, keep in mind that the second quarter of 2020 was a lousy time for most companies, so current earnings are being compared to a low base. Let's kick off with Singapore's largest telecom company, Singtel. It's back in the black. Singtel is booking a first quarter profit of nearly $450 million as compared with $20 million loss a year ago. Most of the gains came from overseas. Fill us in. Yeah, so we've got a bit of a turnaround story here for Singtel. Like you pointed out, profit is back in the black with a $445 million uh, in net profit for the first quarter compared to a net loss of $20 million in the 2020 period. So that is off the back of an improved operating and business environment with the easing of COVID-19 restrictions. So that's good news, especially when you think about how the curbs in travel uh, has put a dent on things like roaming, people traveling. So the tourism dollars in terms of the prepaid cards and SIM cards are just absent. So that is now seeing a bit of a turnaround gradually. Um, So you are looking at some growth uh, returning as well, or at least picking up in uh, in Australia. So that is one of the growth drivers there. If you look at what the uh, Optus revenue is coming through, it's 7.7% higher in terms of operating revenue to $1.7 billion. And that is off the back as well on an 11% appreciation of the Aussie dollar. So that is uh, something to keep track of in the coming quarters to see if this momentum will continue. Indeed. Singtel is focusing more on digital services, including cybersecurity and offerings in the cloud. How is this segment shaping up for it? Like you would expect. So that is the next big thing. Mm-hmm. The growth of this space because of things like more data demand, more cloud storage demand Mm -hmm. and just digital transformation. And right at the center of this growth story is NCS. That is the Singtel technology arm. And that revenue growth came in for the first quarter at 5.7%. So that is with um, just contract growth from various areas like Mm -hmm. digital, cloud, cybersecurity. So that is all up at least 
30% in these various segments. Singtel shares have rallied over the past week, rising nearly 4%. They are still trading lower, though, than they were a year ago. Now, let's turn to one of Singapore's biggest property developers. It's a company that is also known for its hotel operations, City Developments. Now, CDL lost money in the first half of the year, but it is painting a bullish picture for the future. Let's start with the past, then look forward. It's not pocket change. It's a huge improvement from the last financial year when CDL lost nearly $2 billion. That's billion with a B. So, Ryan, what accounts for the shift? And does it look like CDL will be back in the black soon? Yeah, so you might remember last year was quite a bad year for many developers. CDL was not spared. And CDL, on top of that, has to deal with the well, drag that is the write-downs from China Property Group, Sincere Property. So that is something that weighed on their numbers the last time. And looking at the first half, you've got a net loss of $32.1 million. This was dragged down by higher tax expenses. Uh, So this is uh, something that may turn around if things go well on the COVID-19 front. Uh, Despite the net loss, it's worth noting, it is still going to be paying a special interim dividend of three cents. And if you look at the various segments that's under CDL, hotel and property investment, those revenue streams still remaining muted with the travel restrictions still largely in place yeah. in most countries. So until that turns around, it's very hard to see um, momentum picking up. Mm-mm. As you mentioned, CDL's hotel business is improving. CDL is also mulling a renewed presence in China. It took a big hit from its investments in the Sincere Group in China last year. That led to a very public resignation, in fact, resignations of several company directors. So how is CDL positioning itself now in China for the future? Okay, so you mentioned a very big hit and it is with the um, spirit of resignations as well after many directors objected to how CDL approached China, especially the Sincere Property Group investment. Now, that's in the past because the write-downs are already in the accounts. So looking forward, it has said it is still quite bullish on China's fundamentals in the long term. So you can't rule out CDL going back to China in the future. So that's something to keep in mind. They still think that is a market for them to expand into. So if you look at the fundamentals of China, uh, that is a market that is still growing. Mm -hmm. And you do have some near-term headwinds like the regulatory crackdown with various areas. In fact, this morning, they have said plastic surgery is the latest area to look at because of some of the ways they are raising money in the debt markets, also pets. That area is something that seems to be drawing expenses or money away from raising children. And that is all you know, causing a lot of jitters in the Chinese markets. But mm. when it comes to property, uh, it is still looking to get this in a stride and just tie this over in the near term. And the future, it feels, is still in China. Well, one more note about CDL. It is preparing to sell nearly 2,000 new units across four property developments in Singapore. The first will be a 696-unit condo next to Clark Key called Canning Hill Piers. It's going to launch on the fourth quarter of this year. All right, for our next company, let's travel overseas, something most of us have not done 
for quite a while. Let's take a look at Disney. I think Mickey and Minnie are smiling this morning, as is Disney's CEO, Bob Chapek. The Walt Disney Company is back in the black, thanks in large to the reopening of its theme parks. It grossed more than $4 billion US dollars in the last quarter. So investors, Ryan, always want to look forward. So while it's great that Disney's earnings soared, what they really want to know is, will this Delta variant of COVID-19 hurt Disney theme parks in future? Well, that's a big question, Mark, because if you look at what helped Disney go up, it is the parks segment. It's part of a wider business segment. And that segment also includes merchandise. So the sale of Mickey Mouse t-shirts, toys, really helped to push up revenue. And that could be for various reasons. You know, people just feeling a bit nostalgic or there's some movies coming out. So that helped. But if you just zoom in on the theme parks business, even though it improved, it's still in the black just for the parks itself. But if you are, you know, the optimistic sort looking at the glass half full, you could think, hey, maybe it's improving. Um, so if you look at how the US is managing COVID-19, there is some cause for optimism. If things are on track, you could see visitor numbers going up. So that is the case for arguing that the momentum will continue. Um, if you look at the other parts of the Disney business, that is also gaining momentum, such as the streaming business. And I think that's something interesting to talk about. Yeah, uh, Bob Chapek saying they're very confident in this particular sub-trajectory and that the company expects to grow its uh, subscriber base to some 260 million by 2024. So we follow the streaming wars from time to time on this program. How do you think Disney's faring? Okay, I have to say, they have surprised me with the performance of Disney+. Plus. I was wondering back when they launched it, who needs another streaming service? There's already... Netflix, there's already the usual TV channels. There's YouTube even. Why do I need another one? How much time do I have? Are you on Disney Plus? I am. Where do you find the extra time? Wait, how many do you have? Okay, I don't uh, want to uh, start the count, but everything that you've named. Uh, also, I'm on YouTube Premium, so I don't have to watch the ads. But with Disney Plus, you know why I joined? Because I absolutely had to watch the series my brothers were nattering on about. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was a superhero, and it was set in some nostalgic setting. You you were wild about it for a while. Yeah. Wonder Man? It was Wonder Vision, I believe. That was one of the hit titles. And then there's the back catalogs of old stuff. So if you're nostalgic and I guess you're that certain age group, you would mm, see a lot of the titles appeal to your nostalgia. I literally signed up because I wanted to hear about Baby Yoda's history. Oh yes, The Mandalorian. There you go. That is a big title. (laughs) And that is one of the many reasons why people signed up. In fact, um, 116 million subscribers in the third quarter. That was better than what the market was watching out for. 113 million. So that really brought in the cash for Disney. And like you pointed out in the projection, Disney is expecting it to double to 230 to 260 million in three years' time, that if you look at how the trajectory of the growth has been, is you know could be reached quite easily. And mm-hmm. a couple of things uh, working for it in the past quarter, we've got movies like Cruella, Luca, a couple of Marvel superhero films as well, Black Widow, all that drawing eyeballs to Disney Plus. So wow, 
It is um, on track. Yeah, the release of Marvel's Loki certainly appears to have given Disney Plus another boost. More than 116 people subscribe to the service now. Disney shares, meanwhile, are up more than 5% in after-hours trade. Now, for more corporate headlines, I want to turn to our game, Up or Down. Are you ready, Ryan Huang? Let's go. Gunting Singapore. Okay, Gunting. They've been up for me, so it is up because it has posted an $88.2 million uh, profit for the six months ended June. So it reverses the losses from a year ago back in the black. So it's up for me. Yep, Gunting back in the black. Uh, but the company is still sounding a somber note as borders are not fully open. Still, it's netted more than $88 million in the first half of the year. So yeah, definitely up for me. ST Engineering? That will be an up for me because... Some of his business segments are doing well, at least recovering somewhat. So profit for the first half is up 15% yeah. thanks to contributions from Urban Solutions and Satellite Communications, as well as its defense and public security segments. So those two helping to offset the weakness elsewhere. Yeah, up for me as well. ST Engineering is growing 15% in the first half of the year, as you mentioned. And the company also received $100 million in government support, which was not previously expected. Next on my list, SBS Transit. Okay, so if you are like most people, you would have travelled out less in the past year or so because of COVID-19 and work from home and whatnot. So, of course, you would take public transport less. And that was one of the reasons SBS Transit took a bit of a hit but the good news is it still made money. Yeah. Profit was up 11.9% to $36.5 million in the first half of the year. And that was because of government relief. So that really cushioning the impact from that ridership drop. Up for me as well for SBS Transit. Emanulife US REIT. Okay, so this would be a down for me because first half DPU is down by 11.5% to 2.7 US cents. So a couple of reasons. Um, one of the key ones is income is down by nearly 10% because of lower rental income from a couple of his properties because of higher vacancies. Down for me as well. And for our last one of the day in Up or Down, let's turn away from companies and let me ask you for your take on gold, Ryan, Up or Down. Okay, that will be a down for me because of where things are going. It's because of the stronger US dollar these days and it has a bit of a inverse relationship with gold and that has seen some pressure on it. In the past week, gold prices are down 0.6%, so it's on track for its second straight weekly loss. So Ooh. just to recap, gold prices are down for the month, 4%. Mm. For the year, to date, is down nearly 7.6%. So maybe the golden days of gold going up are over. You had to throw that in. I like that. Gold has been trading around a four-month low. Even though it rallied a bit yesterday, most analysts foresee more downside in the precious metal. It's currently trading at around 1750 US dollars an ounce. So some of the shine coming off gold. Let's turn to Singapore now, 14 minutes into the local trading day. Now, before we get to the STI, let's take a look at how some of the stocks in the news are faring this morning. Can you walk us through Singtel, CDL and ST Engineering? Okay, Singtel with its turnaround results, it is now up by 0.8% at 239. CDL with um, that 
uh, set of numbers that just came out, a bit of an improvement. You've got it up by 0.3% so far at 678. And if we look at where we are for ST Engineering, uh, those results came out before the market yesterday. So it did rise um, on the trading on Thursday. And that rise was around 1.3%. And so far this morning, it's giving back some of those gains. It's down by 0.3% at 407. And looking at the broader STI market, we have it um, yesterday up slightly by 0.1%, a modest gain, but now is down 0.5% at 3,165. And a quick snapshot of the STI, slightly more red than green. Mm-hmm. Right at the bottom, you've got OCBC leading the um, losses for the banks is down by uh, 2.2% at $12.01. DBS is down by 1% at $30.90. Now let's take a look at the other end of the table. Gunting Singapore, we talked about it just now, doing well. Um, It is now up by 1.2% at 81 cents. And one stock that could be worth watching is Olam International. Uh, it's up by nearly 2% to $1.47 uh, this morning. It announced that its food ingredients business is going to IPO in London with a secondary listing in Singapore. And this will happen in the first half of next year. So something to watch out for. Thanks very much. We'll continue to track Asia Pacific shares here on Your Money Mix this morning, despite a record-setting performance that we saw on Wall Street overnight. Keep it here on Your Money. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.